Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Our Old Testament reading comes from the Book of Wisdom, written to the Jewish community in a city called Alexandria, first century B.C. And in that time, Alexandria is a place of great cultural, intellect, political trade activity that goes on in the city with a Hellenistic kind of Greek point of view. And so the Jews find themselves, a number of them, in that particular city. What's happening in Alexandria in the society then is a growing skepticism amongst the people, but also an individualistic mindset that says, me first, others no. And also a rejection of traditional values. And so the Jews at that time are struggling with their faith. The writer of wisdom is reminding the Jewish community in Alexandria not to forget their identity of who they are, but also who God is for them. That God delivered them in the Exodus. And in the Passover, they remember strongly all the salvation history that God has led them out of slavery to live in freedom. And God is a God who delivers, who promises, who journey with, and loves his people in relationship. It's a hard thing for the Jews to be in society, being surrounded by pagans, losing what they believe, and yet wisdom reminding them who God is. I think Catholics today can find themselves even in the same situation because history keeps repeating itself over and over and over. This past week, I don't know if you read religious news. I have to to kind of keep things up going, huh? And we found out this week that there's a great organization, the Pew Research, that does a lot of studies all across the country, but also on religion. And they ask Catholics, people who identify themselves as Catholics, what their belief was in the bread and wine at Mass. And again, it's kind of understanding how they ask the question. That's something they have to look at. But they ask Catholics, do you believe in the real presence that Jesus is in the body and blood there, in the bread and wine? Or do you believe that it is a symbol? 69% of Catholics who identify themselves as Catholics say they believe the bread and wine is a symbol. 31% of Catholics believe in the real presence, the body and blood of Christ being in the elements of the bread and wine. 22% know what the church teaches but still refuses to believe in the real presence, and they believe that it is a symbol. And what they find out, the younger the age group, the higher the belief that bread and wine at Mass is a symbol rather than real present. That's a unique challenge for us. CARA, the Center for Applied Research out of Georgetown University, go Hoyas, huh? they have been doing research on Catholicism, the Catholic Church, and Catholics for over 50 years. And they're going to do their own study. It may change a little, because it depends how the Pew Research worded the questions, like in any survey. But here's the point. What does Luke say 
about symbol versus real presence. Luke, in today's gospel, reminds all disciples to be prepared for Jesus coming again. And that we should not be caught off guard, but prepared to know that our lives should reflect that we're ready to receive Jesus. Otherwise, we might miss that. But it is found in the community gathering at the table. It is at the table that Jesus becomes the new Passover, passing over from death to life. And then whenever we gather around at the table, we remember and tell the story And remember salvation history of all who God is, just like the Jews from the wisdom literature today. And so the word that is very, very biblical for Catholics to remember out of the Bible is the word amnesis. Everyone say it. Amnesis. Okay? Amnesis is a word that means something that has happened in an event is remembered, but in a way that is so strongly remembered that it's made present again at the moment. That's why the Jews know amnesis. That's why the Passover is made real. It isn't, hey, remember when Jesus, when God took us out of Egypt? Yeah, I remember that. What were you doing that day? No, it's remembered at Passover that says it's made present again. It's made again present in our, in our experience of gathering together as people. That's what happens when Christians gather at the table. Amnesis. We're not re-crucifying Jesus. Calvary is made present here. But the story is told over and over. But the difference is it becomes real. Not a symbol. Because God is not bound by nature as you and I are. He is made fully present. Amnesis is biblically taught. And so even though we may struggle believing in real presence, know that it has a strong biblical understanding. Even the disciples would have understood that. When Jesus says, take and eat, take and drink, do this in memory of me. That's not a problem for them. But we, about 2,000 years away from Jesus, we can struggle with that. I think sometimes the church doesn't help in leadership in the way that we treat sacraments for the people. Sometimes the best defense of the church is some leaders, not all, who keep people away from the table. Don't we know that Jesus' real presence, maybe it could be real for Catholics to know that Jesus visits us in our brokenness? It's in our brokenness and your brokenness and mine, that Jesus visits us. It's constantly shown in the Scripture. And yet, you have these young whippersnappers coming out of seminary, because two things are happening. Some are being taught, not all, but some come out with their own belief because they won't listen to their professors, that they want to go back to the church of the 1950s. I guess they they love happy days, I guess, huh? (laughs) But we've lived it. And you know how it ends? With Vatican II. With the church opening the windows and saying, we've got to relook at this. So it's hard for Catholics to believe in real presence when the church says, some, not all, that 
you need to be denied the table for now until you figure things out. That's why we have the ministry of care here. When you're the pastor, you get to set the rules. That's why I'm a priest, huh? It's my way or the highway, okay? And you know what my highway is? That anyone in ministry of care who visits the sick in hospitals, in nursing homes, homebound, any facility that helps people in healing who are wounded, in any kind of facility, they are not allowed to ask one question when they offer communion to a patient. Are you in good standings? They're not allowed. You know why? Because when you're sick, all bets are off. Don't you think you need the Lord? Don't you think the Lord wants to be with you in your brokenness? Sometimes people reconnect with communities. Some have been away from community for a while. Some maybe marriages are not right. Maybe they feel guilty about some things. Maybe they're struggling in the brokenness that you and I all struggle with. Hey, hey, I've been a priest for 34 years, and I've never met a perfect Catholic. And let me tell you, none of them are at 8 o'clock mass, okay? Because there are things that you and I do that should keep us away from communion. That's why one of my favorite parts of the Mass is with Centurion we quote, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. You're right, especially the 8 o'clock people. You're not worthy. <laughs> but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And so when the church says, oh, oh you're, you're sick and you're you could die, we don't know, but you're really ill and you could be in bed for a long time. You're lonely, you're depressed, you're hurting, you're sad, you feel alone. And the church says, well, we'll come back later when you're in good standings. It's no wonder 69% of Catholics say, bah, it's a symbol. Because leadership, some of the leadership, fails in following Jesus. Yeah, I can be here all day, people. We don't have Mass till 1030 and you can stay if you'd like. But I can go story among story among story where Jesus eats and drinks and accompanies broken people. And yet, we use communion as a way to control people. You know, there's some people in Catholic media that drive me up the wall. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Because all they do is quote John Paul II and Benedict like they're still the popes. And they never once quote Pope Francis. That's not all. That's not all to me. I'm not pointing to bridge, but there's some that just drive me up the wall. Well, I got a quote for you people from Pope Francis. And here's the quote from his, one of his earliest letters in his papacy, from the, gospel, the joy of the gospel. Number 47, to look it up in case you think I'm not telling you the truth. I got evidence here. And the podcast you can always listen to. Quoting Pope Francis, who is the current Pope, just to let you know. Communion, the Eucharist, is not a reward for good behavior. Let me repeat that. Some of you are asleep. Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ, is not a reward for good behavior. You do what the church tells you, then you win the prize, is what he's saying. It is for the weak. For those who struggle, it is medicinal. 
And so when we go around and we tell people, you're not in good standings, I don't know many, many Catholics that get everything right. Some go around and say, well, I'm against gay marriage, but yet they don't care for the poor. They use birth control. They're for the death penalty. Some are pro-choice. Nobody is perfect. But Jesus wants to accompany us in our brokenness, in our broken relationships, in our broken ideals, in our broken bodies and minds, hearts, and souls. Maybe Catholics will believe in the real presence. My friends, the word is amnesis. But some of you Catholics think it's the word amnesia. That you forget that God wants to be with you in your brokenness. Today's Eucharist is not a prize for good behavior. It is medicinal. If we believe that, then maybe we'll believe in real presence. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 